Welcome to the Mindful Divine Podcast with your host, Shayna Bianchi. As a certified Reiki energy worker, a hypnosis therapist, author, and motivational speaker, I like to consider myself a mindful healer. I designed this podcast to give you a method to manifesting in order to transform your life and welcome the things you not only want, but deserve. Whether you're into alternative wellness or simply want to learn to be more mindful in your daily routine, I will equip you with tools, practices, and spiritual wisdom to align with your dream life. I'm here to remind you that there is more light within and the power to beginning your inner journey starts right now. The space we are in collects space within. I recently heard that the poet Maya Angelou used to say something similar about her house. If she heard a prejudice or negative word from a guest, she would escort them to the door. She would say words are things. They're absorbed by the walls and the furniture and the food, and they can toxify the environment. My house is a healing house, she would say. Folks come here to experience positive energy and joy. Maya has been many things for me and her inspiration and poems and thought-provoking statements will linger in my life even now that she has since passed. She couldn't be more on the nose, though, with the energy in a house. Now, more than ever, we're finding the significance of the space we're in. We're dwelling in our dwellings more than ever before in our lifetimes. Energetic space cleaning and cleansing routines are an important part of how we live and interact with our space, and by doing so, you will be able to keep positivity flowing and hope growing, even in uncertain times. I also want to take a minute to thank every single one of you for supporting me on this podcast journey. You all have lifted me up so much in the last few weeks, and I hope that this podcast is doing the same for you. Please rate and subscribe to the show if you like it, and maybe even send it to someone who can benefit from the message. And as always, don't forget to stay mindful and divine. This episode highlights how living, loving, creating, and working in a positive, clear space energetically brings with it a high vibrational energy that is free of negativity and full of mindful, abundant shifts. Creating a sacred space attracts opportunities to maintain a sanctuary for yourself and your family and supports the flow of chi or life force energy to move through the space. We'll learn how ancient ceremonies inform modern rituals to perform miraculous healing benefits, and I'll outline seven easy-to-apply techniques to spiritually smudge your space to set the right vibes, especially important during times of uncertainty and change. Human beings are energy manufacturers. We manufacture energy with our thoughts, actions, and words. The spaces that we spend a lot of time in, our homes and workplaces, our homes that have become workplaces, can become filled with positive and negative energy. Everyone imprints their feelings and thoughts onto their environment. Imprinting is like fingerprinting, only in the realm of the invisible. Even though we can't see it, the impact can be felt deeply. The more time you spend in a particular room, the more your energy gets deposited into that space. If you spend all of your time fighting in the kitchen, for example, there could be a pattern of angst in that room, which only stimulates more fighting. 
On the other hand, if you have a special meditation room where you experience peace and tranquility, then that room is more likely to drop you into a deeper relationship with yourself and the higher vibrational state of consciousness. Sometimes we aren't the only ones that determine a home's vibration either. Sometimes we move in and take on the energy from a previous person or situation. In feng shui, this is called predecessor energy. We all know that other people's energy can impact us. If you live or work with someone who's super negative, a complainer, or someone who's aggressive, you may find it difficult to be around them for any length of time. The energy these people express settles in and around us. I mean, haven't you ever walked into a space and experienced a weird or awkward feeling? A lot of times we'll say, "Mm, this doesn't really feel good in here, but we don't know why. Negative energy can manifest in a space. And like all energy, like attracts like. As human beings, we exist in a very physical world, but we move in, around, and out of energy every single day. We may not see it with our physical eyes, but we most certainly feel it. Often we just dismiss the way the space feels because we don't understand it or it falls outside of a rational thinking framework. So we just put up with it. We put up with energy that has cold, dense, or awkward feelings, not realizing that this very energy could be the thing that's holding us back. And just to let you in on a little secret, you shouldn't be putting up with anything energetically. You have the power to shift it. And by listening to this podcast today, you have already taken a step toward that very shift. Raquel White writes about this in her book, I Am a Soul Champion, and goes on to say, if you're expressing negative energy, you will attract negative energy. If you're expressing positive energy, you will attract positivity. Trying to live, create, and work from a foundation of negative energy can hold us back and put us out of the flow of life. High vibrational energy is aligned with the soul and transcends the dense energy of the physical plane. We spend time daily cleaning and clearing a physical space. We go on juice cleanses. We try to keep our spaces clean and maintain a physical appearance. We also need to do this energetically. I'm going to say that again because it was a bit of an aha moment for me. We spend time daily cleaning and clearing a physical space to keep it clean and maintain a physical appearance. We also need to do this energetically. The physical cleaning and energetic cleansing of a space supports the flow of life force energy, or chi, to move through the space. Think about it this way. When you're physically hurt, do you ignore the condition or do you try to fix it? Duh, we try to fix it. When there's negativity manifesting in your life, space, or mind, it's the same as being physically hurt. Being hurt or injured is not your normal physical state of being, and being out of alignment energetically is not your normal state of being either. Some symptoms of an energetically dirty space are experiences of chaos, clumsiness, arguments, nightmares, insomnia, anxiety, consistent illness, bad luck, and fearfulness. In children, this can manifest as misbehaving, nightmares, lashing out, or being frightened. Creating a space is an opportunity to heal and question why this negativity may be lingering. It helps us focus on what can be done to heal and clear it. This may require you and others around you occupying the space to take responsibility for the investment of negativity. Sometimes we inherit the bad juju, sometimes we create the bad juju. There's nothing to feel bad or shameful about either. We can put out negative energy without even meaning to. After all, we are humans. 
I will add, if we don't take responsibility for healing and moving forward, the negativity will continue to manifest. A Course in Miracles states what you resist persists. So don't resist it. As you reflect and begin to take responsibility, you can choose the type of energy you wish to invest in and see what needs to be healed. Clearing a space begins the process of healing and invites the angels of your life in for cleansing. I've compiled a list of simple and effective rituals for you to do yourself any day, anytime to easily cleanse your space. And I'll share those with you in a minute. Space clearing is one of the most powerful techniques for clearing and synchronizing energy in our lives. It can transform a dismal environment into a sacred space. The energy harmonizes and helps turn our homes into a sanctuary. The value of space clearing lies in its inherent ability to regenerate and revitalize environments for success. After an energy cleanse, your space will hold that charge and energetically assist those living and working in the environment. Isn't that amazing? The ions from the energy physically and spiritually change those who are living in the space. I also want to mention this isn't some new age woo-woo thing. It's been around for centuries from ancient Egyptians to Native American Indians and even today in Catholic churches when they use frankincense to clean and clear the energy and aid in prayer. You can do this after a fight or divorce, after a bad day or bad dream, or on the flip side of that. I even like to do it after a great day to keep the abundance flowing. And if you're about to go do something creative like art or yoga, that's also a really good time. There is one important difference to note between bringing in and sending out energy, which I'll share with you in a bit. These ancient rituals are a simple and powerful process that should have your space feeling lighter, brighter, more expansive, and generally more enjoyable and comfortable for you to be in. The basic idea is to clear out energy of a lower frequency, clear out those negative vibes, and bring in energies of a much higher frequency or positive vibes. Okay, now you might be like, cool, Shayna, I get it. I should be cleansing my home and setting a vibe, but how do I do it? Well, it is super easy, actually. I've compiled a slew of simple, useful cleansing techniques that I will outline in the next segment of method to manifesting 101 the guidance segment providing you with specific tools and spiritual hacks to put mindfulness and manifestation into practice today i want to outline 10 super simple cleansing modes that i use in and on my home and also on secondhand clothing jewelry and crystals you can utilize any cleansing technique that resonates with you, just remember that they work best with intention and prayer. Positivity breeds positivity. Moonlight. Preferably during the full moon, place your object under the moon and ask that the moonlight cleanse the energy. Sunlight. Same as moonlight, let your object soak up the sun and ask for the light energy to cleanse your peace. Sea salt. Place sea salt around your object and ask that all of the negative energy absorb into the salt. Earth. Bury your object in the dirt or a flower pot. Just make sure to put a marker where you put them. This one also helps a lot with jewelry. Sacred breath. Call on your higher self, guides, and guardians and blow away the negative energy off of the object. Think about it like blowing out a birthday candle. Cool water. Wash the object with cool water and sea salt. Just make sure that the points of the object are facing down 
the drain. So that way the the negative energy really runs off and goes down the sink. Not everything can be washed, so make sure it's okay, obviously. But um, I have some friends who have used this technique on clothing, and they just use regular water or rose water. Next, visualize. Hold or touch your object and visualize it being cleansed by your God, your guides, your angels, whoever you look to as a higher power. Crystals. You can place crystals on or around the object to help cleanse. Selenite. Uh, citrine, snowflake obsidian, black tourmaline. These are all really good ones and some of my favorites and they can absorb that negative energy. Just make sure to smudge or rinse off the crystals with sea salt water afterwards because then those crystals can hold on to the energy. Last is essential oils. I absolutely love essential oils and I feel like I'm learning something new about them every day. You can easily make sprays with essential oils and water. I've been told you can also add a pinch of sea salt and even crush up some crystals with it. You can use your own intuition and positive intention when creating it. Or if you're like, I don't have time for all this DIY stuff, my friend Jess has an amazing company called Little Shop of Oils and you can buy direct from her and support a local who hand makes everything to perfection. You can spray yourself, your room, or the object that you're clearing. A few of my favorites are rose because it helps to raise the vibration of the energy. Peppermint helps to uplift and calm energy. Uh, Basil is a protective oil. Cypress grounds and protects. Lavender is a great neutralizer and really helps to relax. Frankincense, it cleanses the aura of a person and other objects. Sage, it clears the negative energy and helps to neutralize. Uh, Palo Santo, also known as holy wood, that helps to protect, cleanse, and remove negative energy. Cinnamon relaxes that tense energy that we hold on to. And cedar wood actually connects us to angels and allows them to help us cleanse. And don't worry, I know that was a lot to take in, so I will make sure to put all of it in the episode description. Um, Last but certainly not least, smudging, which if you don't know, this is the ritual of burning plant resins and herbs in a shell or clay bowl while intentions and prayers are called forth. For centuries, Native Americans and indigenous cultures have practiced smudging rituals to clear away negative energy, to invite peace and harmony in for individuals and for their environment. The smoke from the herbs and the plant resins are fanned using a feather or a hand and directed like a spiritual cleansing bath surrounding a person or a space. I've had a lot of friends over the years ask me how to do a proper smudge ceremony. So I also wanted to go a bit more in depth on this one with seven simple smudging steps. One, gather materials, dried white sage, an abalone shell, a candle, and a lighter. Other optional items that you can have would be essential oil spray, smoky quartz, black tourmaline crystal, and a feather. Choose a central location in your home to place your items. You can think of this space as a temporary protective altar that will support you with the process. A quick meaning behind these elements, well, smudging sage is an earth-based practice that connects us to the elements both around us and within us. The sage connects us to the earth. Sage is also called salvia from the Latin word salvare, which means to save, rescue, retrieve, safeguard, protect, and defend. The abalone shell connects us to water, 
lighter to the fire element, and the smoke of the burning sage to air, and the union of it all to the spirit or space. 2. Open the flow. Open as many doors and windows in your home as you can. Turn on all the lights and put on some music. Once we begin the ritual of smudging, we want the old stagnant negative energy to have a place to go, outside of the temple, outside of our home and body. Also move things a little bit if they're blocking a corner or electrical socket because you want to be sure to get those areas. It's also recommended to start the whole process with a clean, tidy home. Three, will it out. Light your candle, welcome in good energy, and say a prayer. The prayer can be something like, into this smoke, I release all energies that no longer serve me. I release all negativity that surrounds me and all fears that limit me. Any energy that has entered this space that is not from love and light and not for our highest good is now sent to the air to be raised to its highest vibration and transmuted into love. Or you can just make up whatever you want to say. There are no hard and fast rules there. While the basic idea is to release lower frequency energies and replace them with higher frequency energies, having a more personalized intention can be helpful. You might want to think about what you want to feel in your space, how you want it to support you, and any energies associated with specific situations that you may want to have healed and released. This is also a good time to welcome in your higher power, any deities or angels, guides, gods, loved ones who have passed on to come along with you and help you on the cleaning. The candle will be what you will put your sage over to light the sage itself. Four, ignite the sage. Light the sage with the flame of the candle. You may need to let it hover a few moments just to make sure that it gets lit and then blow it out so the smoke can begin fueling. Head to your front door. We start at the front door because it's symbolic to our awareness and what we desire to live within us and around us. Five, cleanse yourself. Really, you should always cleanse thyself first. Pass the smoking sage over your body, around your entire aura. Make sure to lift up each foot and pass that sage underneath. Your aura will thank you. If we want to be of true service, we must always take care of ourselves before extending out to others. So by cleansing yourself first, you act as a beam of light as you move around your home. Six, sage your space. Take the lit smoking sage, wafting it, and going clockwise from your front door to bring in energy and counterclockwise from your front door to send out energy. That was an important one for me. You'll go clockwise from your front door to bring in energy and counterclockwise from your front door to send out energy. Walking through your space with the burning sage gently directing the smoke all around the perimeter, go center, ceiling, floor, all through each room. Run the smoke around the windows and on the walls. You can do this by using a feather or just wafting the smoke from the sage with your hand if you don't have a feather. You'll want to pay close attention to corners where energy can get trapped, electrical sockets, and also plumbing systems. Be sure to have your shell or smudge bowl close by to tap off any little pieces of ash that may fall off. Really take your time moving from room to room and notice the change in how each area feels as you clear it. Fun feather fact, I do recommend using a feather to gently direct the smoke around if you can get your hands on one. In native cultures, birds are highly respected because of their closeness to grandfather creator in the heavens. 
it is believed that the feather possesses the spirit qualities of the bird, to be the breath of life, and connects us to the heavens above and to Mother Earth below. Because of the way that they are constructed, it is believed that the feathers have the ability to comb someone's energy or aura of blockages, therefore aiding in the cleansing smoke bath. 7. Seal your practice. After you finish clearing your space, you'll want to welcome in energies of a higher frequency. You can do this by using a flower essence water or essential oil spray, or just verbally is okay too. Do another walkabout around your space. This time, allow your heart to open with appreciation and gratitude for your space and the process. Set anything that you might have moved earlier back in its place and close the windows if the air feels clear of smoke or wait a little while if that feels best. Finally, go back to the center of your space where you place the candle. Take a few moments to give thanks to the assistance that you received from spirit, your guides, and the items that you used. Give thanks to the beauty of your space and the support and the shelter that it provides to you. Trusting that your intention is manifesting, blow out the candle and seal your practice. Smudging is a super useful cleaning ritual, and I know a handful of people who struggle with maintaining a positive environment since they're not the only ones controlling it. If you live with a partner, roommate, or parent, or if you're taking in too much TV, news, and media, it can be really hard to maintain high vibrations in a space. Control what you can in your smaller space for peace and balance. My friend N lives with others, but said that she at least makes sure that her room and bathroom is a cleansed, safe space, and just creating boundaries with media and roommates is a key. She also said that it's important to give yourself time to recharge in the space and perform different smudging and vibe setting, which I totally agree with. Also, as a sidebar, I'm sure this goes without saying, but smudging is only for cleansing your body and environment. You don't want to fill the room or your lungs with smoke. Smudging is a super safe ritual and has a ton of health benefits, which we'll get into, but I'd say to avoid regular over smudging where there are highly allergenic people, infants, or pregnant women. Just do it once in a while when it's needed to clear. It's important to look to various stories and ancient rituals of years past. This is a segment called Ancient Ancestors and will help us learn from cultures, myths, and those who came before us. Throughout history, space clearing has been practiced in nearly every culture. The methods have differed from culture to culture, of course, but the intention is the same, to create balance, harmony, and promote the health and well-being of our families, homes, and businesses. The smudging ceremony itself is customary of Native American and other indigenous cultures. For centuries, many cultures have used smudging as a way to create a cleansing smoke bath that is used to purify the body, aura, energy, ceremonial spaces, and personal articles. And I don't know about you, but I'm here for it. Smudging is performed to remove negative energy. It's also for centering and healing. And as we've learned, our bodies and environments are not only physical, but vibrate with invisible, silent energy. History also shows us that ancient people traveled thousands of kilometers for incense for these ceremonies upon specific trade routes, with evidence that can still be seen today. AncientOrigins.net explains that in ancient times, people would travel across land and sea along a network of trading routes to acquire the precious commodities of myrrh and frankincense. Incense was a very important commodity in the ancient world and was used in a variety of ways. In India, most rituals included a sacred fire to which medicinal herbs and other materials were added as an offering. 
Ancient cultures also use incense to embalm the dead, to flavor wine, cleanse spaces, and as a form of medication. Nevertheless, it was most commonly burnt to produce a pleasing aroma that would mask the less pleasant odors of the time, setting the vibe way back when. Havana Samagri was a traditional ancient smudge compilation, which was a mixture of wood and odiferous and medicinal herbs burnt in the fire, accompanied by the chanting of Vedic mantras. For thousands of years, the rishis or saints performed ceremonies or yagnas to purify the environment. The medicinal smoke, together with the vibrations that the mantras produce, creates positive effects in the surrounding atmosphere. You may have also heard of other spiritual cleansing theories in that house cleaning can be a meditation in its own right, like the ritualized temple cleaning that begins a day at a Zen monastery. As we bring order to our physical lives, we bring order to our inner being as well. When the flower arranger arranges the flowers, he also arranges his mind and the mind of the person who looks at the flowers, goes one Zen saying. Anne Cushman, who writes and teaches about finding Dharma in daily life, wrote about clearing clutter for the Buddhist Review and said, If I view everyday chores as tasks to rush through on the way to something more important, they become a crushing waste of time. But from the perspective of Buddhist teachings, each of these activities is a golden moment, an opportunity for awakening. This kind of mindfulness forces embodied living with awareness of every gesture, but there's also a lot of medicinal healing and stats that go into these ceremonious cleansing rituals. Welcome to Mindful and Metaphysical, a segment where we will delve into a wild theory, concept, scientific breakthrough, or idea that will help you see the world and our reality through a different lens. Quantum physics has shown us that everything is energy. Things we have always considered solid are merely particles of energy in a certain format. Our cars, furniture, homes, they're all made up of energy in various patterns. Feelings and thoughts are also made up of energy, and after their expression, they continue to exist and imprint on the spaces that you spend the most time in. There was a scientific paper titled Medicinal Smokes that was published. In it, the research reviewed information from 50 countries over five continents and found that dating back to ancient times, smoke administered medicinally is typically used to aid lung, brain, and skin function. In addition, it was found that the passive fumes doubled as an air purifier. A follow-up paper examining the air purifying potentials of smoke-based remedies was published in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology, which concluded that, in addition to health benefits, smudging was a powerful antiseptic. The researchers observed that one-hour treatments of medicinal smoke in a closed room reduced harmful airborne bacterial counts by 94%. Super powerful insight, especially in today's climate with bacteria and everything that's going on. This research has shown that the smoke from a variety of herbs is highly effective in reducing airborne bacteria. Plus, the smoke's ability to purify and disinfect the air was maintained up to 24 hours. Many of the pathogenic bacteria had not returned to the same room even after 30 days. And the smoke even changed the molecular structure of the air and the energy in the air. The effects of smudging vary depending on the types of herbs used, of course. As an example, the use of sage in smudging is believed to have the power to drive out evil spirits, negative thoughts, and feelings, while smoke produced by the burning of cedar foundations functions as a purifier and serves to attract good energy. 
Smudging certain parts of the body is also said to induce specific benefits. For instance, by smudging the eyes, ears, and mouth, one's hearing, visual, and language skills may be improved. Apart from spiritual benefits, smudging is known to have a number of health benefits, many of which are backed by scientific studies. For example, sage smoke increases oxygen supply to the brain, which in turn allows tensed muscles to relax and is also an effective practice of aromatherapy since the sense of smell is connected strongly to instinct and memory, combating negative emotions like anger, fear, and grief. It can also have benefits to those affected by poor air quality, improving the condition of those that suffer from asthma, respiratory issues, and general coughs and colds. On a spiritual front, Just as a physical person's behaviors, thoughts, and feelings can impact the energy of a space, so too can the emotions of the spiritual characters that exist around us. It can be hard to get our heads around the fact that we exist in a multidimensional universe and that although we may not physically see things initially, it doesn't mean that they don't exist. Objects hold energy. And I want to mention near and dear objects can hold the energy of the last owner or the last environment or circumstance. I read this wild story about this woman who got a beautiful vintage ruby ring from a boutique. For the next two weeks, she couldn't get out of bed. She had symptoms that her doctor couldn't figure out and depression that wasn't her typical personality. Sure enough, she realized that she brought the ring home just a few days before becoming ill. After some detective work, she found out that the last owner had passed away from stomach cancer, and soon after, her husband passed away from a heart attack. Had she taken on the energy of the owner's? She was assured that that was what happened. After she cleansed the ring and her house, lo and behold, her symptoms and her depression dissipated. Coincidence? Some may say it was, but I don't really believe in coincidences. The famous spiritual teacher and intuitive Sylvia Brown does believe that you have to be careful when you're in an antique store. The key, she says, is to touch things and see if they're unnaturally cold or if they give off a bad vibe. I remember I also had this friend in high school whose mom could touch a piece of jewelry or antique and tell you who used to own it. She'd get these flashes and glimpses of their life. I thought it was so cool. And I've read countless proven stories since where other people received the same intuitive flashes from various pieces. Having vintage and antique items isn't always weird either. My friend Elle says she's never had any secondhand bad energy and has shopped vintage for years. She said that she likes to imagine the life that was lived with older dresses that she buys and thinks it's cool that a woman in the 50s could have danced and had the time of her life in that very same dress. I love that. Energetic attachments are real and energies that are in sync help to make life tick by pleasantly while energies that are out of whack can make things feel less than stellar. So whether it's furniture, jewelry, clothing, a vase, or whatever else you may find that catches your eye, just be sure to use the tips that I gave earlier to cleanse it and start anew with your vintage vibes. Okay fam, it's time for a soulful send-off. Each week this will either be a soul card that is drawn for us as a group collective, a beautiful poem, or a scripture to inspire your day. This week, I drew a soul card to present a send-off message for us. If you're new to this show, I'll explain how it works. In my mind, I ask my guides to show me a message that we as a collective need to hear. When I do this, I lay all of the cards out in the shape of a rainbow on the floor, and I close my eyes, and I move my hands over the cards, and usually one of my fingers gets a little hot or a little tingly, and that is the card that I pull while my eyes are still closed. So today... Today, we pulled the card forgiveness, and just like last week's message, it's super relevant to the topic. 
I swear I do not script these. It's really crazy how relevant they are. It's actually getting a little freaky. The card says, I acknowledge that harboring resentment blocks the flow of love. The Soul's Journey Cards by James Van Prague goes on to explain, you can never flow with your natural energy of love unless you release the negative energy of hate, anger, intolerance, or blame. Every soul in your path has free will, and you have no control over that. What you do have control over is how you react to the manifestations of others' free will. Holding on to that negative energy will strengthen karmic cycles, and forgiveness can break that pattern. The most important person you must learn to forgive is always yourself. Blaming yourself for failures blocks the natural flow of love, which will attract all good things into your life. So today I encourage you to release any negativity or thought-limiting beliefs and forgive. Forgive others, forgive yourself, cleanse your space, and think of your home like a living, breathing organism. Do not harbor old, stagnant energy. You have the power to create your own sacred environment. And that concludes another episode of Mindful Divine. For more info, you can check out my website, mindfuldivine.com, where you'll also find insight on therapy sessions, workshops, events, and so much more. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mindful Divine, where you'll receive exclusive behind-the-scenes content on the show. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this episode in the podcast app, the iTunes store, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay mindful and divine.